I found a Tanana Shoe lamp. And it's not going to be on the merch store because it's the only one. And it still had the Tunana Shoe Genie inside of it. They mostly work the same as non-Tunana Shoe lamps with non-Tunana Shoe Genies. Mostly. And I was wondering, what do I wish for? What do I wish for? If you had that power, what would you wish for? Given what I've been talking about with this set of ten, I wanted to make good on my word. I wish to be cancelled. Poof. The Tunana Shoe Genie granted my wish. And do you know what changed? Nothing. Fucking Genie laughed at me like a sheep herder while he curled his stupid mustache. So then I wished that nobody was listening and it worked right then, right away, immediately, even on him. I kept trying, but I couldn't get the third wish because he just wasn't listening. And that also didn't bring about any observable change to me or my world. Walk to Nana's in my shoes and you won't know who or how I am, but you may have some stanky feet. You probably already do. I picture most of you as being kind of stinky, and I think most people's feet probably pretty much stink. I don't like feet. There's this phrase that's been one of my favorites for a while now. It's helped me a lot, and I often remind myself. I was speaking with a friend, and he said it to me, in one of those moments of frustration where my imagination and empathy lacked. He said, yeah, but they're not you. Obviously, it seems so simple and easy. And it is. Try it. Next time someone pisses you off, think, they're not you. Next time you don't understand, they're not you. Anytime there's any interference between you and someone else, remember, they're not you. That sounds like a commercial for you, like I'm selling you to yourself, and if I were in marketing, I would be good enough that I could do that. And shit, I guess I kinda am now, but I choose not to do that. And I chose to have this episode in 4D, because it's one more D than 3D, which is three more Ds than me. So it's in 4D, if you'll let it be, if you'll get lost in world building with me. It's also 40, because I got a Mickey's to write it and a Mickey's to record it. If you think that adds up to 80, you're good at math and bad at drinking 40s. Go get a 40. You gotta have at least one 40 before you turn 40, because already at 30, I can't have but more than maybe three drinks and they better be the same kind with water in between, and even then, I still might get a hangover. But I'm no pinnacle of health, nor a valley of health. I'm not health, but I'm healthy enough to be alive for now, and probably a while. Although, it's occurred to me, I probably don't know how to live without TV anymore. I'm sure I would figure it out and adapt pretty quick if I had to, but I would always miss it. 
It's part of how I grew up and so much of my experiences. I think about it regularly as a part of me. Like in how people plan to eat, brush their teeth, and sleep. So without it, I'd be pretty unhappy. And I know that's probably not healthy, but I don't have to change it yet because I'm not quite 40. At which point I'll probably be watching even more if I still have eyes. Does anyone else just happen to live by someone that's mowing their lawn every day of the week and someone else that's also a race car driver? You figure out what you'd wish for yet? My third wish would have been to figure out the 111 song and my lovely number 29 fan tried to help me out with that. But alas, it was not and woe was me. Would you wish for better game shows? I went through a big game show phase where it was almost exclusively what I was watching. I was watching all of them too. All that weird shit from like the 70s and the new stuff like Doggy Dog, or at least that's what was new at the time, so that's how long ago this was. I also used to just watch infomercials. Like I'd be up late as a kid and all the scheduled programming had ended, so they would just loop these horrible infomercials with useless products I would never buy. But there was something oddly satisfying about it. I imagine it's similar to how people feel when they watch, like, Jersey Shore or something. I almost never watch game shows now. I can't even remember the last time I did watch one. It would be kind of insane to be streaming and binging game shows. Even if it's Jeopardy. Although, you'd probably be smart as fuck. Maybe I will start doing that. I thought of a couple game shows that I'd like to see. The first was called Boomer Trashland, where you just keep giving boomers more and more trash to see if they'll try to save it all and eventually just fucking unravel and die. Not much different from what we're currently doing with the obsolete generation dragging down humanity. And that's why I came up with this next one. I'm in control. It's a game show where you give people real control over any single part of their life like they've never had before. And they just unravel and die. Hey, Albert, your hate is showing. Free hate, free hate. I still believe in that, but some fool on Twitter also used it and it took some of the steam out of my sails. But that's what bridges are for, and not all of my wishes would have been for game shows that end in people unraveling and dying. One of my wishes was for a library bridge. Ah, special. Ooh, sounds magic. There'd be a clear bridge that had all the books in it, so you could look down and see all the books, and then you could open it up and take it out. And then on either side of the library bridge, you have these luscious fields of green grass and luxurious shady trees. So you can go lie in the magic grass, perching in the shady tree, listening to the water run under the library bridge. I'm actually finally making one of my own wishes come true. I'm finally fucking moving, and I could not be happier and more excited about it. 
I'm sure I'll talk more about that once it feels right and once I settle in and I have more to talk about with it. But for now, I'm not shitting where I sleep. I slept on a toilet once. My ribs were bruised for weeks. But, believe it or not, that's not even one of the worst drunk Albert stories or moments. This is no time for drunk history, but dealing with movers felt like when people tried to talk to me when I was that drunk and those things happened. I don't have much stuff, so I thought it'd be nice to hire movers. I still think it would. I'm just not going to do it. Because when you live in Gilbert, you pay Gilbert prices, which would be like four times more than what I value the work at and that I'm willing to pay. I even tried to give them the same incentive that's always worked on me. I countered their offers with some pizza, what I've always received for helping people to move, and they were not into it. This one dude was nice enough to not tell me what a fucking idiot he clearly thought I was, even as he had to tell me the weekend I want to move is the busiest of the year. I didn't offer him pizza. I should have offered him a hug. But I told him if he knew how to make a genie you'd wished wouldn't listen to you, listen to grant your third wish, he could have it. And then I was nice, and I hung up so he could yell and talk shit about me with his busy staff gearing up for their busiest weekend. I can't wait for when they finally have moving robots. That's the kind of work they need to get fully automated and have them stop fucking around with delivering pizzas. Nah, the pizzas are fun and cute and cool and perfect to have delivered while you're binging Jeopardy and becoming smart as fuck. How about now? Do you know what you'd wish for now? I wish the people that I'm close with now were able to see and know how goddamn good I was as a line cook. I can talk about it extensively, but I often even impressed myself, and most of the time nobody really got to see that. No one I worked with, no one I cooked for. And that's how it is for every poor bastard still left out there now. Pursuing some pointless passion in the prime of their physical bodies at the perfect tipping point before coming bitter. Experience evolved into understanding. I look for them out there in the world and I recognize them immediately, anywhere and everywhere, even at gas stations. Sometimes I get to see them and tip my hat and they see me, and other times I just have to silently thank them for existing. And I appreciate the impermanence. But you can't really talk about it. There are some things that you just can't tell somebody. Then there's that stuff that's so good that you want to share it with everybody, like this Marco Pierre White quote I just came across again on Facebook. There are many times in my life when I could have thrown in the towel many times in my life when I was on the floor. And when you're on the floor, never allow anybody to pick you up. It doesn't matter how long you stay there. Make sure you pick yourself up and dust yourself down. Whatever happens, whether you go home today or you don't go home today, that's irrelevant. What's relevant is you take the knowledge from the experience and you grow as a person. There was another almost completely opposite experience I had back at Target that I wrote down and shared as well. 
So this fucking cunt's fucking kid spills his fucking icy all over the floor and like the dumb fucking cunt she is, she picks it up and leaves a fucking trail. So I go fucking clean it up and I have two fucking bright ass yellow wet fucking floor signs and her dumb fucking cunt ass comes walking down the fucking aisle again and is about to walk through it. So I say, excuse me, will you please go around? And she asks my name and then goes up front and complains about me. You really can't even wish for what a good source customer service is for comedy because the misery of having to work in it cancels it out completely and then some. I'm still trying to purge the damage from my soul that Target did. Okay, one last quick thing I want to share saved on my phone because they seem to all be connecting now. This is a tweet from an Emmeline Mousseau. Nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody ever wanted to work at all. We wanted to be productive, be creative, be part of a community, be supported, be validated, and have the time and space to truly rest. No one actually wants to trade in hours of their life to earn necessities. I also wish that by sharing the way that I fill in the cracks in my life and connect those dots and demonstrate the things that stick out to me, the experiences and moments and ideas that help me do that, that it spills over a little bit into your life rather than the hate that you take that away from this. Maybe eventually you'll be able to help fill in the cracks as well so that those of us doing it stop getting so thin. You finish your 40 yet? Or figure out what you want to wish for? Your programming will continue after this quick commercial break. When you want to come. When you want to play. And the scent that says it all. One with which you can show your smug, uncritical satisfaction. Come play scent fragrances. When you're tired of hearing this, escape with the sounds of Library Bridge. Library Bridge! Library Bridge is not actually a library or a bridge or exist at all. Side effects may include believing bridges, libraries, or things that do not exist. I said that I could, not that I would be good at marketing. But that shit make me feel worse than the 40s, like I need a shower or something, spiritually. I wanted Chinese food the other day. Settle down, you racist fucks. I didn't even say China that way. I was trying to order beans. Yeah, of course. You guys still into beans? Of course you are. Spoiler alert, although it better not be no spoiled beans or I'll beat you till you're refried. I've also been working on some hot new tech to produce beans from whatever device you stream the podcast from. But we're having a bit of trouble. After you accept the cookies, you have to accept the beans. But then we have to get the temperature and firing rates calibrated better. I don't want cold beans oozing out of your phone. I want scalding hot beans blasting into your ear and all over your face. And I will. Believe you me, I will. Anyway, I finally got my food ordered from this place through the cold beans oozing out of my phone. Chinese beans are alright, but they come in third. Bronze beans. 
after the champ baked and my silver runners, Mexican and coffee. Then I got to dessert, and the fortune cookie had the fortune sticking out of it. I had this ritual where I like to make sure I eat the cookie before I look at the fortune. So I went to pull the fortune out and hide it in my hand while I could eat the cookie, and it was long. It was really long. As I kept pulling, it kept coming. So I started reading. It was the life story A long and difficult life of a man who had worked in China to become a magician. The greatest Chinese magician that had ever existed. I read on and on and finally getting to the end, it seemed harder to pull. I pulled a little bit harder and a little bit harder and finally I had to yank. The cookie burst to pieces and there he was, the Chinese magician. But he was bleeding I assumed from the shards of cookies and I looked down into his wise face. He groaned a, I'm guessing, tada in Chinese. I got my phone and I started streaming the podcast in hopes that the cold beans could fill his wounds. But he coughed up blood and looked me in the eyes as though for the last time. He said, beans. And then with that last dying breath again. He said something in Chinese again that I'll never forget. And I didn't. I actually remembered it. And I asked a Chinese person to translate it for me. Roughly, it translated to, I think it's nice to get stitches. If I stabbed a snitch, I'd let them bleed out. The Beans train is just about pulling into the station, which means our show is almost over. Even though I know you always wish it wasn't. You wish it could just go on forever, all the time, that I could always just explain everything to you or just keep talking in your ears. And I can. That's how the podcast works. Just play it over again. Listen more for all the things that you didn't listen to the first time around. And learn to listen for the wishes of yourself and those in your life and in the world around you. Learn to understand what those mean and where they come from. Because I'm tired of a lot, but mostly observing other people and understanding how completely empty of any type of virtue most of them are. Most of them being the people that would probably try to bless you if they heard you say virtue. But if they listen to Tunana's shoe, they might think that you're trying to be the little philosophical engine that can. I think I am. I think I am. Wishes are as shitty a currency as hope. And that can be a good thing. And we can have fun, even when this takes up a lot of our time and energy and mental space, and we tell people, don't listen to Tunanashu Podcast and cancel Tunanashu Podcast. And we will continue to say that and all kinds of other crazy shit in the next 10 episodes. We'll get to 50, we'll get to one year, and we'll drip and we'll ripple out into the world, out into the universe. Until the great sentient bacteria beans come down in their UFOs, 
And what happens then, I don't knows. I was gonna end there, but then I realized I was so close to 20, it was the perfect opportunity for any OCD listeners to really just drive them crazy.